Next up on Smash Cuts, we discussed Obi-Wan the series and past and future Star Wars Disney Plus shows that have already aired. Smash Cut. A technique in film where one scene abruptly cuts to another without transition. This is the idea behind the show, Smash Cuts. Hello and welcome to Smash Cuts. I'm Rich Kavan. With me is Jacqueline Kemick. Hello! And as we record this, I think we're both fresh off of watching Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, the series, episode 3. Yes, up which to episode 3. Which premiered. And uh, a lot to unpack with with that. Um, it's it's pretty exciting to me, you know, before we even discuss if the show's any good, it's pretty exciting to me that, that we have... Uh, we have a show like this because in my wildest mm-hmm. dreams, I think I never would have imagined, uh, you know, again, I thought when Revenge of the Sith ended, I thought that was it for Star Wars. We were done. Mm-hmm. Um, I never would have expected that we would be here discussing like an Obi-Wan Kenobi series with, let alone uh, Ewan McGregor and Hayden uh, Christensen. So um, uh, pretty, pretty crazy stuff. But and also and James the, Earl Jones apparently because, and James Earl Jones because yeah. the voice is back for sure yeah and and to say that we're we're talking we're discussing a TV series that I think the quality not only is as good as the films but almost I think in times supersedes a bit of Attack of the Clones mm-hmm. and and some of the way that that some of the uh, visuals look um, yeah but uh, that being said I'll, I'm going to throw the floor to you and see so what were your thoughts uh, we could go episode by episode what were your thoughts on or, or at least start like this. How about what were you, what were your, uh, what were you, what were you expecting when you were going to watch Obi Wan? And then what, what was good? What was bad? What disappointed you? What didn't? Well, I would combine um, episode one and two only because they were released on the same day. So I watched them back to back, and I might have them flow in <laughs> together yeah. in my mind. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I really liked the. Um, I really appreciated uh, the previously on <laughs> which covered everything you needed to know from the first trilogy um because we didn't go back and rewatch that really recently i didn't know what to expect i wasn't sure what stories we were going to get because we know going into it there are certain parameters they have to work within you know he can't do really anything with luke and he can't really do too much on um tatooine you know to, to cause trouble but he's there to protect Luke. So there had to be a reason to get him off planet. And I was so surprised at where, where they went. I wasn't trying to figure it out ahead of time. It makes sense. It's not like it's really a shock if you think about it, but when it came time to um, cut scene to Leia, I was to young Leia. I was just like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I I nearly fell off my chair. Yeah. 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 I fell off my chair almost. I was like, Whoa, this not I was not expect. I was I I was just thinking to myself while mm-hmm. watching that scene, like when when he's looking at Luke. I was saying that's cool and all, but you you know Luke's so Leia's always shortchanged. We never know really much about her, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, cut to Alderaan, uh, yeah. you know, which shocked me. So yeah, sassy as can be. Mm-hmm. A little Spitfire, which is perfect. I mean that that's how we meet her. That's how she is. You know, I don't think that. Um, 
that that is cheesy or wrong. I felt like it was appropriate for her character. And I think that that's one of the things that I'm appreciating so far is it does feel very in world. The characters feel very faithful. And you know, what's really interesting is I even had seen some comments online from just random friends on the internet, you know, (laughs) aren't we all random friends on the internet um, (laughs) saying that they really didn't care for the characterizations. And they're like, man, did these people even watch the movies? And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It, it seemed to fit for me. I, I was on board. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I felt, I felt the same way. I, I thought everything. You know, I really didn't know how, how, um, how we were going to play Kenobi because in all the lore that we know, uh, and even from the movies, obviously Luke knows who Ben is because he calls him. You mean old Ben? You know, there's that one scene. And then an uncle, yeah, like, like that he crazy knows old who he is, but maybe not, not like who he is, right? Yeah. Like obviously he doesn't know, like. Who, yeah, who? yeah. Well, there was can. There's always canon. There's this story that was part of canon where apparently Luke and his friends they had gotten lost, and Obi Wan was the one that found them and returned mm-hmm. them home. So yeah. there is some adventure there. That's why, in a way, I thought, oh, is that going to be what this story is going to be about? Maybe, you know, I, maybe that. Maybe we'll see that in a future season. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't know. And then, uh, and then there was always from the Clone Wars. You know, they did have Darth Maul did return to uh in the in the cartoon he did uh, uh or in rebels he did return mm-hmm. to uh tatooine or he did go to tatooine and he did encounter obi-wan and there was that that meeting so i didn't know if yeah. that would be incorporated yeah and well and also um they allude to darth Ma- well not directly but the story that they were playing with in the han solo movie and um Daenerys Targaryen's character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't yep. know. That's all I can think of right now. Uh, yeah. You know, whatever that rising sun was, um, that was all supposed to tie back to Darth Maul if they were going to do more of those shows. Oh, the Crimson, more yeah. Of those. The Crimson Dawn, thank you. Yeah, Crimson Dawn, yeah. Yeah, um, that's, that's, and that's something that comes up in, you know, not to jump ahead, but that the Crimson Dawn is mentioned in uh, the Book of Boba. Like they mm-hmm. do, they do. That's actually who was yeah. the background there. But um, uh, so so the the thing with Leia, you know, I was so happy with with her characterization because she is she's insightful in a way that I heard somebody uh, complaining about how insightful she is. You know, I have a five year old who's just as insightful. So that's yeah. that's not anything. You know that, that right? People who know children. <laughs> Yeah. might be able to see that. And also, and she has you the could force, make this you know? point, though. Exactly. She's very Force-sensitive. I mean, this is this is somebody who... Um, you had commented to me that maybe they were even playing her a little young for her age at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, and I think... Um, it's funny, because I, I watched it again with, with my kids, you know, all, all three episodes now. And uh, uh, so I, I could see... Seeing it a second time, you know, just noticing little things, but... Leia definitely has the same, you know, I think what the the uh the intuition that she has and mm-hmm. and the way that she can read people is really what's going to help her the way she's going to ascend in the Senate. Yeah. Um, and that, well, exactly. that's why she has Think about how young she, she is. Yeah, think about how young she is in the Senate. Yeah. Yeah, she's only <laughs> supposed to be like what 19 or 20 maybe yeah, at the moment. She's got to start so she got to start with the bang, you know what I mean? Yeah. People don't just switch overnight. So I love that, that personality type is that personality type. And and they everything they did with with Ben, I mean uh, with Owen, was so perfect. I thought yeah. you know his characterization of Uncle Owen, you know yeah. just his attitude and, and even it is it's perfect. 
Yeah, and even even when we have um, the Inquisitors show up, and you know, Ben's in real uh, Owen's in real trouble, and it, it seemed like Ben was not going to do anything about it because he knows once he opens himself up to the Force, he's made Luke a target, and um, uh, the fact that he was basically mm-hmm. going to let. You know, I, I mean, I don't know what was going to happen, but it, it also seemed like he was not prepared or he's physically not prepared for this um, as as we as we're going through the show. Because then when we oh, get yeah, to Ben, yeah, 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 Ben is he is not he's been in hiding. He hasn't been, he hasn't you know, been training. Yeah. I feel like it, maybe they haven't specifically said this, but the impression I got is that he's been actively trying to block his connection with the force just so that no one else can pick up on it, you know, and, and try and find him. Now I do see that there are times when he's meditating and I think that he's trying to reach out to Qui-Gon. And I do think that we're going to get to see that connection and we're going to get to see a force ghost. I don't know how long in the series it's going to be. It might be towards the very end when um, Obi-Wan finally gets the balance that he needs. It's the same kind of, journey that we've seen when Luke was learning with the force and yeah. when, you know, Ray is learning the force. It's all about that balance. Um, and, and that's the only way you can like uh, going back to the clone wars, Ahsoka Tana's character mm-hmm. shut herself off from the force for a while. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way that you can hide uh, from, from these inquisitors. So it, yeah. it, cause even Yoda did it himself, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I almost got the impression that, that Ben doesn't even know where Yoda is until he dies. Then when he becomes one yeah. with the force is when he's able to commune with, uh, with Yoda like that. I mean, that's going yeah. real, real behind the scenes, but, but, um, uh, speaking, oh, speaking of which though, um, and, and cutting off from the force and this, that, and the other, I found it really surprising that, um, Obi-Wan didn't know Anakin was alive. I, 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 you know, that, I was surprised he didn't either, but then it made sense because the last thing he says to, to Anakin is, is you are my brother and all that. And then mm-hmm. he sees him burst into flames. Yeah. He never, he never sees him go out, which is, no, which is I know, but yeah. you would have just thought that the, I guess I just didn't realize because I, I don't read the books and, you know, different yeah. things that maybe are more clear to people who are, are deeper in the lore. I guess I just didn't realize that it wasn't, more common knowledge amongst people who were around at the time that Anakin was Darth Vader. Um, And I I guess that's not how it is. I guess people just don't know that except unless like a very select few. Yeah. I would think the only people who would know uh, which is, which is a clue to who Reva is. But uh, I I think the only people who would know are Jedi's Mm -hmm. and, um, and his own, obviously his own family, and that's it. But I don't think anyone outside would even connect who well, Anakin right. was. But that's yeah. what I mean by yeah. by the people who are around at the time. I, I meant the Jedi. You know, I mean, I oh, guess yeah. I just assumed within the Jedi community that would have been a known thing. Well, it, However, it seemed... if you're cut off from the Jedi community when you're trying to hide on Tatooine to protect somebody's son maybe you wouldn't get the memo and well i don't yeah i did (laughs) yeah i mean i think i think the world you know i i think most of the galaxy was starting to hear about darth vader Mm -hmm. but it's still it it, so it's so new like still 10 years and what's interesting too is you see the the painful process that darth vader goes through Mm 
Mm-hmm. I mean, not every there's no there's no comfort in any in putting on his arms and that even that chest plate is like you know mm-hmm. going into his skin. I mean, it's like it's like Wolverine's claws. You know, every time he, mm-hmm. he gets dressed up. So it 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 seems like right now it's like he's still he's still kind of healing. He's still he's still not the Darth Vader yet because we get to this Darth Vader is not only is he angry and vicious, he's he's the most vicious we've ever seen him. Uh, because we, because that is the, the nice surprise of episode of the episode three, is they did something I didn't, I figured we weren't going to get till episode five, which was showing us Darth Vader, and him finding Obi Wan because Obi Wan checked into the Force and once, yeah, once he's and, and what's interesting is Vader kind of locates him, but I I feel like the beacon was even stronger, mm-hmm. and because he doesn't realize it because Leia was there too, so he's sensing. Right. Both right, that's a power, good point. Yeah, you know? that's a really good point. So, so that's so. Then he he uh, he he faces him, and it's it has to be you know it was it's interesting because he's slow because he's lumbering because he's still getting used to his body. Mm-hmm. Obi Wan is slow because he's out of shape, and it and it mirrors a little bit of of the the battle we're going to see in in A New Hope. Where they're both yes. meeting each other again, where they're both not as fast as they used to, because even lightsaber battles are are in in the classic movies are not the same as they are in the newer of films. Of course, of yeah. course, they were very impressive at the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, but they are not, uh, and it makes sense because Luke Luke only learned from Yoda. Think about who Luke's trainers were. I mean, you got you got uh, Obi Wan pushing sixty, you got Yoda pushing mm-hmm. nine hundred. You know, <laughs> so that's who he trained. Well, I mean, from. he's still new. I mean, you know, yeah. he was only training for a very short time, so it's yeah. not like he's an expert at that and he's, point. And he is older, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's he, and then so so uh, um, so it, it is very interesting to see that uh, the way that was played, but but the brutalness of a Vader kind of, you know, telling, essentially saying, okay, let's, I'm going to, I'm going to make you, I'm going to do to you what you did to me mm-hmm. and let's see how you like it. And kind yeah. of making him, dragging him through the fire. Absolutely. I mean, that was, whoa, I was like, that, wow. That was brutal. Yes. Yeah. That was you know. brutal. That was really good. Uh, not that it was good that that happened, but it was no, just no. A, a strong moment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I agree. I, I was surprised at how um, how early on a lot of this stuff is happening. Even though I I do feel like the first two episodes um, had took a minute to ramp up. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're really looking at it, I'm like, well, a lot has happened. We do have a lot with yeah. the introduction of these new characters. Reva. I, now, do you know Reva from any other Star Wars show? Like, was she in Clone Wars or anything like no. that? Or was she totally new? No, the only thing I know about is the Inquisitors and the Sisters. And they, yes. and that's the only, the only story I know. Here's what I, here's what I think with her. My theory is that she's the first little girl that we see. Right. Um, in the Jedi compound. Right. And, and, and it leads to a question because she's so intent on finding Obi-Wan. So, there's either there's there's a couple of things she could either be she either wants to kill him hunt him because she blames him, mm-hmm. or she's trying to say she's trying to get him, uh, she's trying to get him to restore restore the Jedi you know and and it, for, we don't know what her real feelings are, like she could just be kind of like doing anything she can do even even though the other order is it's against the way you she think, does things. You think she's secret good? Is that what you're saying? It could be. I mean, secret good in a very in a very bad way. Like she's tapped into the dark side of the force, the only to mm-hmm. use it 
chaotic brain, good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, chaotic good. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just a theory. I don't I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the case or not, but I feel I like think, that that's the way she's playing it. You, she could go either way, you know. I feel like the way they're they're laying it out, and this doesn't mean that they're not going to try and make a twist on it. I feel like the way that they have laid it out is that it is her that we saw in the Jedi Temple, the little girl, and that she's angry, you know? And yeah. and I do think that it could be a parallel to um, the way that we see Anakin turn back to the light after going astray. You know, we could see that redemption, but I am not getting that she's there now. Yeah, You know, I feel like she was so young and felt probably very betrayed and lost and... Yeah, very interesting. Very strong stuff happening. (laughs) You have to, yeah, you have to see, and then you would have to think too is she saw Anakin murder the Jedi because she was there and she knows that he's Vader. Yeah. So, in a way, you would have to say to yourself, I Maybe. I can't I can't defeat him by myself. I need help. You know I need yeah. I need. Maybe else. she needs to get. Maybe she just needs to get in the room with Vader and hasn't had that opportunity yet. And this uh, is the way Col- that she uh, can do it. Yeah, you mean Kenobi? Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. mean Vader. Well, no, <laughs> she, she. Well, she was in the room with him. Remember, oh, she. Yeah, that's right. She was. Because I I think she's not strong enough. Because uh, who would be? Yeah. I mean, he's so strong. Like this is, and yeah. Rogue One, like that. Yeah, I think of right. that scene. He's going to get to that that level where he's just. Mm-hmm unstoppable but even when you see him he's using more he's not using his physicality he's using more of the oh he's well he's now he's kind of got supercharged because he's using the dark side of the force right and now he's getting more and more expert with it because he's had to it's one of the best origin motifs that you can use is where somebody gets stronger out of necessity you know their powers level up because they have to so i mean with him having to learn, like you said, how to use his body, how to use the force, how to use everything when he's really just um, quadriplegic. (laughs) I mean, really, that's, it's gotta be overwhelming. And, and it's almost like when he's flexing his force muscles so much, (laughs) sounds weird. Um, You know, he's obviously going to get really strong with them. And when you see him walking through and using the technique of, um, torturing the villagers trying to get to obi-wan i mean that was intense yeah that yeah. was rough Ugh. he doesn't and the thing with him too is he doesn't care about who he's killing because we we i mean we'll see in all the other movies we'll see in rogue one you see in the original star wars films mm-hmm. you know he kills jedi he i mean not jedi he, oh, he yeah. will kill yeah, imperials on men. yeah yeah without even a, a question about it you know and and uh uh so that's yeah. There's so there's so many levels. Then the one one shocking. Not, I don't want to say shocking, but one thing that I found was interesting was when Obi Wan was in the carrier with Leia, and he was discussing mm-hmm. uh, how he was taken uh, to be yeah, part of the Jedi. Yeah, that was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, because you know in the in the Return of the Jedi novelization, which which obviously is not canon because they always it revealed it says uh, the scene where where obi-wan tells luke that leia's his sister he revealed this all of this stuff and this is all wrong now he said owen lars was his brother and he gave luke to his brother uh to watch owen lars was obi-wan's brother obi-wan's brother okay. yeah and that and that uh uh you know and because he knew his brother wanted nothing to do with the force that's why he gave him 
Luke to watch, and, and that's why he's called he'd be Uncle safe. Ben. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of interesting, but they made they they took that away, so that doesn't count anymore. Mm-hmm. But I but they still kept the idea of his brother, and and then on the heels of that, um, one of the series that was announced was something called Skeleton Crew that's coming yeah. out. Had no idea what it's about, but yeah. my my theory. Um, they they got Jude Law to star in that thing. Mm-hmm. If you're going to make anybody somebody's uh, Obi Wan's right. brother, right? right? You're so <laughs> right. Oh, you're so right. Yes. I mean, that's the first thing I thought about after I oh, heard that yeah, that's line. Really smart. Well, the first time when, as soon as they started going to his backstory, and he mentioned a brother, which I hadn't read the novelization that you had, so I didn't know. Um, that he had a brother in general uh, or that he knew he had a brother anyway but I'm just like oh okay well they're setting up another Kenobi you know what I mean they're setting up another character um, to be connected with him for sure for sure so but yeah that would be really interesting although you know what weren't people oh no what what, who's the blue guy from Clone Wars oh that's uh, Thrawn Thrawn that's what I thought some people were thinking maybe Jude Law had been cast as but i don't think that that was ever said yeah i really like i really like your idea i think that that's a good one and i think i think we're gonna see thrawn because uh, oh it's gonna be ahsoka yeah yeah because star Wars celebrations really spelled it out and said that um that this is a you know ahsoka is essentially a sequel to rebels right and and if you're whenever you get to watch uh you know i don't even think you have this key episodes you can watch I, even though it's a good show, but but for for speed, <laughs> the, <laughs> what, the where it where the show ended, you know, it definitely uh, they're they're looking. Uh, Ahsoka and and Sabine are looking for Ezra and Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's what their search is. That's where they're going. So I'm assuming that's we're going to see the two of them in Ahsoka. But you never know. That could be a surprise too. Jude Law could show up yeah. in that as Thrawn, and they were like, oh yeah. shoot, you know. I just don't know what the skeleton crew make, you know, makes just as well. They're both, they're both in 2023. So having a through thread there would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's... but not, not to say that I think like for sure he's thrown. I just remembered somebody um, hypothesizing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they haven't, yeah, they haven't said, you know, they have never announced it. So, so the whole, the, 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 the things that are coming for, 2022 and 2023 are obviously we've got obi-wan yes and then then that's going to be uh followed by andor which uh which i was so surprised Uh, you know when i saw i i because i don't normally look um super far ahead you know but when i saw that entertainment weekly spread photo shoot with all the upcoming star wars you know characters and and cassian was in there, I was so happy. I was so yeah. happy to see him again because I felt like he was such a strong character, and yeah. I'm really happy that we're going to get to see more with him because I think he deserves it. And what's what's her? You just said Daenerys from Game of Thrones. I know what what's her name? What's her name for? <laughs> what's her actual name? Well, now yeah. that I said it, I can't. You know, hang on, let me, I, let me see. Because um... because she is she is in an uh, and I know they've already filmed her. I just don't know what show she's on. She's in one, an upcoming Star Wars series. Where she's playing the same character she played in Solo, and at this mm-hmm. point she's she's obviously uh, pri- uh, you know co-running Crimson Dawn with uh, with uh, uh, what's his name? I was gonna say Thena- I don't even know what I was about to say. 
let's say some D name with a um, what the heck's his name? Darth Maul. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. I, I've got to run it through there. Solo Star Wars story, just so I could see her character name because I don't remember what it was. Uh, she's playing. Who did she play in Solo? Oh, Kira. Okay. So, Kira. Star Wars series brings up what? Brings up nothing. <laughs> okay. Uh, Amelia Clark. Okay, thank you. Amelia Clark. Clark. It was really, it was just out of my head entirely. We're just going to have a, pod, a podcast full of blank pauses. I know. I'm racking my brain. I know. Amelia Clark. <laughs> All right, so she's in Amelia Clark. Star Wars series. I'll tell you which one that she's supposed to appear in because I they showed pictures of them filming it. Um, apparently, I can buy a lot of Amelia Clark autograph things or what's pumping up for me. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, wow, well, why isn't it coming up? I know this. That's great. I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's that's actually not to get into a Game of Thrones thing, but that's actually why she cut down on the nudity, uh, because she couldn't get into shape that she wanted to in order to, because of the brain hemorrhage thing that she was going through. God, I didn't. Hear so about all that. these all these people that were like angry and writing petitions that she should be naked, and because mm-hmm. the books have her naked, uh, oh, <laughs> need to feel bad about themselves. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't see anything um, coming series. up in her IMDb for Star Wars. I mean, she's going to be in Secret Invasion. Is that what you're thinking of? Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. How did I confuse those two? Yes, you're right. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, it's okay because she could have yeah. she could have been in both. You know. It's yeah, not- <laughs> I saw pictures of her from Secret Invasion. That's what it was. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. I knew I wasn't going crazy. I knew I saw pictures of her somewhere. Um. Well. Well. Anyway. Well, that blows that theory. But um. <laughs> <laughs> So so uh, so we've got Andor coming up. Yeah. Then Andor I don't know if if you've seen the first. Oh yeah, but, I mean you saw the trailer for Andor that that uh, came out this weekend. No, I didn't. Oh I didn't yeah. Realize that there was one. Yeah, it looks interesting. It I definitely... just saw the you know Entertainment Weekly photos. Yeah. No, there's a uh, go on YouTube <gasps> and you can check it out. Yeah. So okay. look. Well, you looks know good. what's really interesting is that Andor is going to get twelve episodes. And already has a second season in development. Yeah. Whereas Obi Wan, I guess, is just getting six episodes. Although Ewan McGregor did say he's mm-hmm. open to a second season uh, this so. this weekend. Well, we'll see where the story goes. I understand not wanting to just be like, "Yeah, I'll do whatever," and then not knowing. Yeah. <laughs> that you're signing yourself into a maybe a, a storyline that you're like, "Oh no." <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, I would love to see what, what comes next. I mean, this, I'm sure once he taps into the Force, even though he's been on there, that planet, I mean, there's plenty of things that can happen as we as we mm-hmm. see. And I, I loved everything to do with that city. Like, like, you know, you realize when you see stuff like this is we've never really explored. Um, just like uh, in Canto Bay, you know, in, uh, in uh, uh, The Last Jedi, we've never really explored out the outside world of Star Wars. Right. We only... Either with the bad, the military, or with with the rebels. But you know, uh, you know, it's like kind of watching uh, um, the Middle East. You know, like war fighting, and only mm-hmm. thinking that that's the world. But there's other things happening. 
you know that you're not that you're not aware of and that's that's the star wars world because there's there's clearly i mean there's there's new there's hollow nets you know there's news services there's mm-hmm. there has to be entertainment of some sort right there's got to be different you want to know what they're watching for fun <laughs> Yeah, I want to. I want to see what what you know. Do they watch people yeah. in an office and just? Well, you know, you know, uh, you know what's funny <laughs> is that when I was looking up uh, just what was coming, and and it also showed what was um, uh, abandoned. They apparently, I didn't realize this, but the creators of uh, Robot Chicken did one called Star Wars Detours. Yeah, and it, and it was an animated parody series, and they it never got aired because of the Disney acquisition. But they had thirty nine episodes completed and sixty two additional scripts finished. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I I want to see those. <laughs> I, I, I want to see those. I I really thought Robot Chicken is a gas most of the time. So yeah. I really. Feel I mean, like I, I can only imagine. So the the guys that were were fired off of Solo were essentially fired because they were injecting humor and also a little bit more uh, uh, kind of improv into this mm-hmm. into the story. Where I guess in a big machine like this, you know, you do you you can't just walk in one day and say, okay, we're going to film this scene in 3D, you know, and someone mm-hmm. we can't <laughs> film it in 3D. We don't have the cameras. We don't have the you know you can't mm-hmm. you can't just change everything. So I could understand probably what happened and the creative process for them probably got frustrating but but when they decide you know when they when they did that detour show there was no star wars future at all you know it was just right it was just free game yeah yeah. fair game i should say (laughs) and and lucas at the time they had uh i forgot some crazy amount of scripts written for star wars tv series Mm -hmm. and again uh they they're all unproduced unwritten and a lot of people who worked on them are working on the were yeah. you know it's Dave Filoni and all those guys were working that on those underworld and, show right Is that yeah what the underworld about? yeah mm-hmm. and they basically said they were just not they were unfilmable and that was what mm-hmm. uh, I uh, one of the panels from this celebration had people talking about how the how this all started with with, with the Mandalorian yeah is because John Favreau kind of came in like James Ca- James Cameron. Uh, and said, uh, you know, we need, you know, after working in Lion King and after working with uh, uh, Jungle Book, he yeah. told them this is we need this tech type of technology in order to make this series. So it's essentially, yeah. you know, it's essentially John Favreau who helped to create the Void, which is how all these series are getting made now. Mm-hmm. And and they were talking about how one, they, you know, Avatar two was filming on the same uh, in the same sound stages. Mm-hmm. And uh, they and they said they only knew that because they could smell the chlorine from the uh, <laughs> you know everywhere they go because it's all you know underwater. All water. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, um, he mentioned that they had James Cameron stop by, and one of the things James Cameron was watch looking at it, and he's he's looking at at the at the footage, and he's like, well, he's like, yeah, that's that's good, that's good, not realizing that what he's looking at is is was live at the same time that he's looking at it until he, he went over to the stage and saw that what was being projected was exactly what he just saw. Yeah. Uh, And that's when he was like, Oh my God. Wow. And, and they, everyone said that, Oh my God. Wow. Amazing reaction from James Cameron was like, because he's so unflappable and kind of, Oh yeah. And one of the guys said that he's worked with Cameron for so many years on almost every project. He's that, notoriously stiff. <laughs> yeah, that he that the fact that he was impressed knew that they were on the right track, you know. And yeah. and I 
and that and that's where you know you watch this Obi Wan show, and I, I just want I look at them walking around that city, or I look at her marching yeah. through that 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 building when she goes to see the 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 uh, Sith and and uh, the other um, Inquisitors. And I'm like, wow, that, you know, that looks like, I mean, that, that looks like a big set and that doesn't, you know, it looks so huge mm-hmm. and there, there, there's enough, you know, it doesn't feel empty, you know, it feels real, mm-hmm. you know, it's everything that I feel like George was trying to do with Attack of the Clones, but it's, it's so much yeah. more immersive and the actors look so more, com- so much more comfortable um, than they ever did in any other uh, films. Speaking of comfortable uh, actors, how do you, <laughs> what'd you think of Zach Braff as the, uh, you know, mole man? <laughs> yeah, he was great. I thought, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was Seth Rogen. Cause that's what it sounded like. That's first. what it sounded like to me at first too. And then yeah. I, I heard him talk a little bit more. I'm like, okay, no, it's not, it's not him. And then I, I found out after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he was great. I love all those little cam, ca- you know, actor cameos that they, I know I'm sure know. they all would you know dying to be in Star Wars because they probably played it or watched it in the movies yeah. you know? so it's fun um so now with Obi-Wan I had and how do you like all of the actors so far like we've got the Inquisitor oh yeah I think they're cool yeah. I, I I'm on board with the casting I think that um first off Ewan McGregor again is such a welcome yeah. <laughs> such a welcome addition so happy to see him again i liked who they cast as leia and there was one more thing that i had noticed about leia uh when they were together i wanted to mention and i'll shoehorn it in here where i thought it was kind of cute that the way her braid kind of came undone and fell over her sh- shoulder and it was really thin and skinny made it mm-hmm. seem very much like they were putting a nod towards her being a little Padawan because that's the signature oh, yeah, Jedi yeah. apprentice, you know, haircut minus yeah. the buzz. But um, that's true. And also her, her hairstyle emulates a little bit like the, her in cloud city mm-hmm. uh, at times, you know, well, like yeah. She... yeah, lots of braids, lots of fun stuff. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I'm, I don't know. I like it. I like the Inquisitors. I thought they were cool. I thought the makeup was all great. I love the robots. I love the little batteries not included guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who they've already, you know, Quinn already wants the doll of that Lola. Oh, of course. Um, yeah, you got to get her a um, drone. <laughs> yeah. Well, they already they 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 were they were pretty smart. I mean, even though you know all of the shipping stuff has, has slowed everything down, but they already at Celebration showed the toy. It doesn't fly. Yeah. But, um, but it does do everything else. So uh, Listen, if they can make a Barbie fly, they can make. And I say fly, but I'm talking about the one that spins and oh, kind of floats down. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, they could yeah. do something. They did that 20 years, 30, yeah. 40 years ago. Now, actually, God, I'm oh like, yeah. Um, <laughs> we have a we have a fairy that does that too. Like yeah, it spins and floats up. Yeah. So um, yeah, no. That, what about oh, you? What so. about you? How do you feel about the casting? I, you know, I, I have to say that the first two episodes flew by for me. I, the second time watching it, I could see, I, I think I could see more of the, of what's, of, of what people meant. But at the same time, uh, in terms of the slowdown a little bit, but I, at the same time, I, it didn't bother me at all. Like I, I really enjoyed just, uh, I, I enjoy, I enjoyed how immersive this world is. Yeah, um, not not everything has to be the Kessel Run. Yeah, <laughs> you I know, mean, I don't e- know. Even all these little great moments, like where you know he's cutting up that meat, and it's like, and and what they're implying there is is that's a that's like this underwater creature that's in Tatooine because Tatooine used to be much like in Dune, like Arrakis, 
um, used to be water. Mm-hmm. And because something we we don't know the history of how this happened, but it became a sand planet. But what's weird is those those sea creatures still, uh, uh, the ones that died off are still there, and apparently still good because they can they're cutting meat from it and eating That's it. That's funny. So. <laughs> I guess I just assumed it was some sort of a sand swimming animal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I I, I read a, a a thing on it, and it was like it was some some sort of underwater. A creature from the past but it's like it's like us That's finding dinosaurs the... yeah because you know? even <laughs> even though i was thinking like oh it must be you know like a sand equivalent of a swimming you know mm-hmm. <laughs> a swimming creature i was even thinking like man how many days are they coming back to process that like how quickly is it gonna go bad and if you're, like, yeah. if you're saying that was dead already then i guess they don't have to worry about it i guess yeah. they can just take their time they they figured out a cure for the stomach flu in the Star Wars galaxy. Apparently, so they have no issue. Apparently, you know what we didn't mention, and I actually really, if we're talking about cast, I wasn't sure how I was gonna feel, but when I saw Kumail Nanjiani's role, yeah, yeah. I actually thought that that was it was good. I thought it yeah. was good. I liked the idea of somebody who who isn't necessarily a bad guy, but you know, much like the rest of the people in star Wars that we love might have some criminal tendencies just to get by, but who who really truly does care about um, the Jedi and, and does look up to them and is just maybe using it as a shtick, but it not out of hatred or anything like that. It's really interesting. I don't know. I thought it was a cool story. Yeah, I mean, he could have been somebody who look. Obviously, he must have been a fan of the Jedi when he was younger, and exactly, that's and what he's I'm got thinking. these. He, he's created these little things to make him little look, seem and like a Jedi. And, yeah, which was so funny. But I, yeah, that was a nice twist when when he's there to help Obi Wan. Because mm-hmm. even when when uh, even when they get the information out of him, it's not even on. It's his fault. You I know, know? It, exactly. He was he was, was not cold. giving it up. Yeah, yeah. So he's. I wonder if we're going to see him again because she didn't kill him, obviously. And yeah. that's what that's what makes me feel like I, think we will. I uh that's what makes me feel like she's not a bad person because because she didn't kill him? She didn't kill him because she saw what what he did and mm. that means she must have seen more of what his thinking is and why. Maybe. Because why wouldn't she have killed him? Maybe. You know, for for helping. Um so I, mean, I, I, want I don't know. More good guys, we all want more good guys. No. I I mean I not that I'm like I'm banking on this but I just as I just said it, as I was just thinking it now, it was like, I just I thought that's an interesting... Well, here's here's a question, too. Now, I have not seen all of Clone Wars or Rebels or, you know, all of that. Mm. I, I have seen some of it, and I'm still getting through it, but I, I'm kind of going a little slow, I will admit. I'll have long, many months with nothing, and then I'll hop in for a few episodes. Yeah, yeah. But um, I do know that that Inquisitor that she killed or apparently possibly killed seems to be alive in later yeah. dates in the clone wars or in um yeah not the clone he wars, is, but in in yeah, rebels rebels there it is yeah because he, he faces kanan who's um who is the jedi uh who goes blind at one point um he uh, or he wasn't even a jedi he was more of a padawan learner um well, the weird thing with them is, and I saw this, somebody else mentioned this, is um, they have two stomachs, <laughs> those those oh. characters. <laughs> so even though he was injured, it doesn't mean he's necessarily dead. Right. Um, and I mean, come yeah. on. We saw 
what Anakin went through. Obviously, there's some good technology if people still have a breath of life in them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And also, that's the other thing, too, is you've got the that fic- – like, on Tatooine alone, you saw what, what – um, what's her name – in the Boba in uh, Boba Fett series, you saw he was able to bring back. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, by going and getting her uh, robot parts, you know. Yeah, um, Ming Na Wen. And uh, you know, uh, yeah. So he was. So that that was that's an interesting character, and I love all of these little side characters that they're bringing in, like uh, mm-hmm. even that little Jawa character who who like stole, you know, was helping Obi Wan. He gives him like. The T sixteen mm-hmm. that Luke is gonna eventually get, even though and then tries to sell back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> what the, the, he stole from him. Yeah, that was great. Like he pulled apart his his process is a moisture mm-hmm. evaporator and and trying to sell him back that part. Um, so, but but uh, uh, I mean, this all all of this now is was made possible because of the Mandalorian. Now, when you first saw yes. Mandalorian, like was that a show that you liked right away, or did it take yes. you time? No, it didn't take me any time. Yeah, same here. Same I was here. like crying. I was so excited. Yeah. I was I it Mandalorian was the first Star Wars property since the original trilogy where I just felt like I was home. You mm-hmm. know, I like it just and not to say that the the most recent Star Wars trilogy really tried to hit that nostalgia button a lot and there are times that it succeeded, but then it almost is like it went into overboard fan service and it yeah. made it disingenuous. I don't know. There there were there was something about it. Where this, the Mandalorian just was so perfect. The tone, mm-hmm. the music, the ambiance, the sets, even so far as in just watching the credits with all of the concept art, I mean, I felt like it was made for me. I'm like, yeah. yes, thank you. <laughs> and, I, and I felt like they really, they really planned out what they were going to do. This was, this was my biggest, as much as I did enjoy the new films. My biggest pet peeve is the fact that there was no planning put in whatsoever. Oh my god, I, it that was the death of them. That really yeah. was their ultimate downfall. It they felt like a cash grab, and again, just trying to hit that nostalgia button, which worked in in a lot of ways. But because they were so disjointed from one director to the next and one storyline to the next, that it didn't have the benefit of a cohesive truly great story arc with a satisfying climax and growth to the characters. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you really were going to bring Palpatine back, mm-hmm. I, what, what you could have done somehow. Yeah. <laughs> somehow yeah. he returned. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even if they wanted to go the clone route, like it would have made so yeah. much sense if, if you, you know, it's not the first time where he's been in a character and then he turns out he's somebody else would have much made so much more sense if, if Palpatine was pretending to be this other, this character that they showed mm-hmm. up, uh, what's his name? I, I, um, uh, the one that they killed in the second movie for no reason. Uh, I can't, mm-hmm. uh, who, uh, who I can't think of his name, but, um, uh, because we, we end up finding out that, nope. uh, Snope. Yeah. Cause then Snoke. we end up finding out, uh, Snoke in the third mm-hmm. film that supposedly was a clone that he created from him, from himself. So essentially mm-hmm. it was, him but a disfigured version of him but mm-hmm. that you didn't you didn't have to give that away to us but at least if you had written that 
things could have been it, it wouldn't have felt so oh the emperor's back you know you, you could have had somebody mm-hmm. like like even if you know people having clues even if it's luke or somebody saying there's something weird in the forest i'm, I'm sensing you know something well, right you know like yeah no, well, that's what I mean. I, I, it's almost like those movies were fighting each other. It seemed so much like the second installment was a big undoing of all of the setups in the first film. Yeah, yeah. And then the third installment was a big trying to right the ship and pull back what had been undone and just let's make a big battle at the end out of nowhere that makes no sense, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was almost like they were trying to do a paint by numbers, but they were pulling from different completed photographs to do it. You know. Yeah, and if and and it's unfortunate that because there was all these clues at first, I really do believe that J.J. Abrams' idea for Ray was that she was a Kenobi, whether so. it was going to be his granddaughter. Because in the Clone Wars, there is some there is a woman character that we never really know. If if they had an affair or not, or mm-hmm. <clears throat> or even if it happened afterwards, <clears throat> um, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Or they could have done with this new revelation of his brother mm-hmm. that it could have been his his uh, niece. You know, like it could have been somebody in the Kenobi family. Because even yeah, everything in the first movie, the always the last person that says to her "get up" is always uh, Ewan and Alec Guinness's voice. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, they always mix all the other voices, but it's always you and Alec Guinness. So it is an interesting idea to make it Palpatine, but at the same time, that introduces a whole other thing. Where did he have a family? You know, like if he did yeah. in Naboo, that would have been interesting too. If you know, but because he was just a regular supposedly senator, so you know, um, it would have made he did he didn't have any kind of restrictions on him. Um, yeah. So that kind of would have made sense. But that that that's that's the thing that that you know I've got to give it to Dave Filoni and and John Favreau is that mm-hmm. they really are planning and Dave Filoni has been doing the Clone Wars now for so many years yeah that he and he pulls all of this great information and he's doing that great thing where it's not you can tell kind of like what Michael Stravinsky did with Babylon Five where it's not where when they're writing stories you feel like it's somebody peeking their head into this world. And and placing characters in worlds that they know exist, they're not creating them from scratch. Mm-hmm. They're 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 in their minds. They're established, so it's easy for them to write all of these situations mm-hmm. and all of these things, and and then and then pulling out of it whenever whenever he wants. And that's what that's why these shows work. I will say one thing: Book of Boba to me was I liked it, but I um I don't think I think Boba's character. It may have been that we got too much of Boba when we wanted less, if that makes sense. Um, because I, 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 as much as I did like it, it was slower than the other series. Mm-hmm. And you do feel, you know, it was great to see how he became, you know, it, it was great to see how he survived and who, he, who he's become. Um, but it is interesting that the breath of fresh air that was brought in once we get back to Mandalorian and and baby yoda uh for those two episodes <laughs> what a difference the show made you know it, yeah. it um i don't know if i mean and i've always been kind of tattooing has never been my favorite place which is ironic that every series starts there um right but uh and that could have been what what, what i mean i don't know did you, how did you feel about book of boba would you so 
I really liked it. I absolutely like um again, every show that we've gotten on Disney Plus for Star Wars, I've I've enjoyed. Uh, even the Bad Batch, which I haven't seen all the Clone Wars or Rebels or anything, I still was enjoying. So, um I'm all about it, except I think I agree with you. I did not like it as much as The Mandalorian. And I think what's interesting about the character of Boba for people who, again, maybe haven't read all the books and maybe there's extra things out there that might be influencing their their opinions, It's it almost seems strange to start with him as a character when he's older and like settling down, because when you think about Boba Fett, you're thinking about a bounty hunter. Mm -hmm. So you're really thinking about him going out in these adventures and doing things. And it's not that this is a bad storyline. It's just, I think that is where I think there might be some disconnect in what people were expecting from a Boba Fett show versus what the reality is of the story that they're telling. Yeah. Cause I mean, essentially he, he came and, and took and became and basically said, "Look, I'm Michael Corleone. I want to take over. Right? You know, I want to be the head of the family. And I guess that the other problem with that too is, so we have the Mandalorian. It would, I, it kind of would be. I wonder if it would feel like you're just retelling, you're doing the same show if you go if you do the Boba show because it's essentially the same. Mm-hmm. The, uh, not that they're the same type at all. They're definitely different uh, because uh, we know from just Attack of the Clones that." that Boba didn't have the same feeling about Mandalore. Like they're, they're almost mm-hmm. part of two different factions of, of, of the Mandalorians where, yeah. where the Mandalorian is, is really, you know, they believe in the, you know, you don't, you don't remove the mask and you, you know, and mm-hmm. where obviously Boba did not care about that at all. I mean, he let himself right. be cloned and, you know, and right. so Speaking of which the clone in um, Obi-Wan Kenobi episode one. Oh, that was, was awesome. Yeah. That was a really nice nod. And um, somebody else online had mentioned the call out that they were from the 501st, which is the yeah. segment of clones that were in, in controlled by Anakin and who had to actually execute order 66 or 76 or yeah. 79 or whatever, whatever the actual well, was... order was to kill the Jedi. Yeah. And there was that clones. And then there were the group of clones that, um, that separated like much mm-hmm. like the bad batch we actually mm-hmm. in the bad batch you do get to see i thought maybe you know that character it's his name is rex yeah he's the one that uh he mostly is with ahsoka in mm-hmm. the clone wars cartoons when you get to it later like he's kind of the one that that stays with her and at one point you know you'll get to see when the order 66 happens and what happens to him and and it's interesting but it but it makes sense. I almost thought, uh, could that be Rex? You know, could easily have been, mm-hmm. but he didn't. He didn't seem to recognize Obi Wan. But he seemed <gasps> that was the other reason I thought that Obi Wan was pausing at that moment. I almost it, it could be that he was just you know taking in the sight of that. Yeah. But I also was almost wondering, like, if he was checking for recognition. Like, do you recognize who I am? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh my God! A, a Jen laughed when when the little girl said um, when he said you're my daughter and she's like granddaughter maybe you know <laughs> that was kind of funny because they're real and she said boy they're really trying to make him look, pretend like he's old you know because because he's I only mean, got he's only got ten years before he looks like Alec Guinness just it exactly like <laughs> it's gonna really, be a rough ten years you know <laughs> like, I mean it has been a while I don't know exactly how old he is but I mean you know he's not twenty yeah. anymore yeah yeah. 
But um, um, yeah. So that oh, was. You're talking about Boba Fett. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, that's okay. So, but I, I think that um, uh, I think I think the next se- you know I want to see what they do with the next season. I think taking him off world will help a little bit. You know, yeah. I think we need to get away from Tatooine. Exactly. That's why I mean, and, and that town was. I'm okay. The the fight at the end of the town. I can't remember. I need to watch it again. But I remember after watching it, being like, "This is ridiculous." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was well, fun, but it yeah. was just like, "This is a lot." Well, well, then you got to see you got to see uh, what's his name, Danny Trejo, with his rancor training. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, then the the rancor scene was pretty cool. It was what yeah. you know what I I feel like the Boba show gave me a lot of stuff I didn't know I wanted to see, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which was which yeah. was fun. Um, and even the motorcycle gang, it was a little silly, but it didn't bother me enough because I, when I saw that scene, I thought of the scene in Attack of the Clones where, where Obi-Wan goes to that kind of fifties bar that, mm-hmm. where it has all those souped up kind of, mm-hmm. you know, fifties looking things. So I'm like, okay, well, that, that look and that style is out there. It's kind of a retro style for them, you know, so who knows, uh, you know, where, where it comes from, what planet it's from. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I think, I think, I think Boba will see in the second season. So now, so though, then we had Bad Batch, like you said, and Bad Batch, I mm-hmm. thought Bad Batch was great. You saw all of, all of, uh... I, I'm a couple episodes away from the end. I do need to, um, stick with it. I'm, re- I've been really bad about the animated ones where I'm just not watching them consistently, but yeah. I have seen, uh, quite a bit of it. Yeah. I, I, I did like it a lot. Jen liked it a lot too. And, mm-hmm. uh. Um, I love the, the clone that the female clone mm-hmm. that's, that, that was a manipulator that, which is great. I mean, that's, and I feel like that's leading to something. We just don't know what, um, yeah. so, so then what's coming up now. Oh, and then we had star Wars visions, which I saw. Don't, this don't, those don't really connect, but I did see a few of those. Yeah. I didn't watch it. <clears throat> they were kind of interesting. They were definitely. Are they, are they kind of style. like the, um, like the Marvel Legends kind of thing, where it's almost just like t- talking to you about a character or a place. Is that what it a is? Sto- or? It's 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 different stories told, but it's it's got this anime style to it. So it it takes liberties with the way it's telling the story. So kind of like the I, Animatrix type situation. Yeah, like I don't know how connected it is. Like I don't hmm. know if it'll ever be referenced, but it was interesting enough to watch. Like I did, I did yeah. like it. Um, That's cool. So so then so so we've got the second season of Bad Batch. Then we've got mm-hmm. something called uh Tale of Tales of the Jedi, which it looks like it's going to be kind of like uh the same style as the Clone Wars. Um and it's going to uh what does it say? Say we'll star a Jedi from prequels such as Ahsoka Tano, Mace Windu. So this is and we've never seen anything with Mace Windu. Um Yeah. Except for stuff, little stuff in the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. uh, Count Dooku, Qui Gon. So we're going to see a lot of a lot of characters from the past. Um, so, so that'll be kind of interesting. Uh, then we get season three of The Mandalorian. That's February twenty twenty three. Which I, you know, they showed a, a teaser for that as well, mm-hmm. and that looks great. I mean, you know, his mission now is to go dip himself in the waters of Mandalore. So. Um, uh, you, I think we're gonna not only see that or or something like it, but you know, you see Bo Katan sitting on the throne of of something. I don't know what what it is. Uh, so there's gonna be that fight to be who's in charge of Mandalore. Yeah, so I'm really be... excited. That I mean, that's the one that I'm most um 
most intrigued by. That's the show that I'm most hooked on. Yeah. Although I'm really enjoying um, Obi Wan, I still would put the Mandalorian over Obi Wan at this moment in time. Yeah, it's, it's got. I mean, it's got a lot of interesting. I mean, the stuff with the dark saber as he's training mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to use it better, and then uh, I, I think it from the tra- from the teaser, it looked like we're gonna we're gonna see a little more of the siege on Mandalore that happened in the past. So mm-hmm. so there's a lot of stuff to look forward to in that season. Um, and then after that comes, uh, so it's February for Mandalorian, but after that comes Ahsoka season one, which I cannot wait for. I mean, that's going to yeah. be, and that gives you plenty of time to catch up just to, just to find yes. all the right episodes. Yeah, I know. Well, I would like to watch the whole show because I do agree that it is really good, but I think one of the reasons that's stopping me is that there's so many episodes. Yeah. It, yeah. it is a bit daunting. Yeah. And the, and I like now Disney Plus started to put together packages like Obi Wan episodes, important Obi Wan episodes. Oh really? And stuff like oh, that. that's cool. Maybe yeah. I'll maybe I'll kind of poke around that way and see if that's a better route for me. Yeah. So that's that's kind of cool. Then we've got another season of Star Wars Visions. Um, so it says we'll continue to explore in a second. Uh, let me see. The idea that those responsible for stories have creative freedom. Yeah. So they so that's more of the creative thing. Then we're getting a, a younger show. This is called Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures. And what they said about it is centuries before the Skywalker. So this is taking place in the High Republic time. And I don't know if you know much about mm-hmm. the High Republic, but it's a new book series that's that started coming out uh, at the end of last year where it takes place way before Star Wars. In fact, Yoda is in it, uh, a, much, a much younger Yoda, but not not that much younger. Um, um, but he's, uh, apparently at some point in those book series, they kind of mentioned that Yoda at one point in his past had gone to the dark side, um, which is an interesting Hmm. story all by itself. Um, but there's some event that happened, uh, (coughs) excuse me, that, that, that changed the way Jedi's, and Sith were back in that past. So I, I haven't read him, read those books. I mean, it's a lot of information, you know, but, but uh, it's, it's something I'm interested in seeing. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, and then here's what they say. Then we get this mysterious show called Star Wars Skeleton Crew, which at first the name sounded like it was just going to be another animated series just by the name of it. Right. But, but then they announced that Jude Law is the star of it. Right. And um, here's what it here's what they said. It says uh, says little no- is known about Skeleton Crew beyond the fact that it will take place in the same timeline as The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba okay. Fett, and Ahsoka. The series will feature Jude Law and a group of children as the main characters, hmm. pre- previously known under the code name Grammar Rodeo. That's the name, of, I guess, the production. <laughs> okay. <And it> said, <laughs> It said it has been unofficially defined as the Stranger Things of Star Wars. Okay, that's interesting. Um, so, so who knows? But I, I'm holding with my theory about about a about a uh, either either his brother or a relative. I don't know. I, I, I think there's going to be a Kenobi in our future. Um, yeah. Then this, I, I see a quote about it saying a galactic version of classic Amblin coming of age adventure films of the '80s. Oh, yeah, so that sounds like Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, there you go. On brand. Yep. So then we've got, in the future where we know nothing about this, 
it's called Star Wars The Acolyte, and this mm-hmm. is another live-action series, and this is set in that High Republic time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all it says, all I know about this one is it's, um, I can never say his name, the guy who directs Thor and... Uh, uh, Taika Waititi? Yes, he is the one doing this series. Oh, interesting, okay. And it will take place some hundred years before The Phantom Menace. Yes. So this one I see know. a couple blurbs that say action thriller with martial arts elements. Um, let's see. It also said something along the lines of a mystery thriller. Yeah. Yeah. So um, writing almost complete series uh, and series is casting. Amanda Stenberg is reportedly being considered for the main role. Who's and I that? guess she's a singer. Oh. Um, I don't know her. <laughs> I'm not, I'm well, not the, I don't yeah. know her. <laughs> I'll hold but, off on uh, I'll hold off on writing my hate, hate signs, right? Apparently right. that's and what you do. You just hate. It's a female-centric live-action Star Wars series um with Russian doll co-creator Leslie Headland serving as writer and showrunner. Oh. oh, so then that's not that's not to, uh, oh, that's not his series. Okay. Oh, but may, doing, I mean that could have changed. No, no. I just remembered he's not doing a series. He's doing a movie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's what it was. Okay. Sorry. All right. So, yeah, we'll leave him out oh, of okay. this. We'll leave um, him. He's getting in. <laughs> and then the last series that's still TBA, but it is, it has not been canceled, but it's the Lando TV series with yes. Donald Glover. Which, yeah. Which I think that'll be great. I mean, this has got a lot. I'm still, you know, I, I think Kathleen Kennedy took the wrong, uh, she took the wrong feeling towards solo because she said that the lessons learned from things that they did is nobody wants to see characters recreated is what she said. I don't think that was the case. I think to me, we had the last Jedi and then five months later we had solo and people were still, their gums were bleeding from last Jedi then you've got Solo coming out, and people are like, eh, I don't feel like seeing this. I've heard that expression yeah. before. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I just think it was fatigue. I just think people weren't in the mood for Star Wars mm-hmm. so much. I think it was too soon for some people, not for me. I mean, because I, I still I watch Solo, and I still love that film. I still love what they tried to do, and I like that it was it it had the feeling of watching a classic Star Wars film. It didn't feel like anything else. It didn't feel like it was trying to do anything but just kind of be an adventure, you know? And mm-hmm. and it's just unfortunate that I, I feel like timing didn't... didn't uh, Because everybody who sees it now, after the fact, I can't tell you how many people have told me, oh, I thought everyone said it was so bad. Meanwhile, when you looked at the reviews, it never got any bad reviews. It was that it, it got bad box office. Mm. And somehow people people relate bad bad box oh, office means bad movie i didn't care for it that much but maybe i need to revisit it i certainly haven't watched it again since the theater so it could be one of those things that maybe i just maybe i also had fatigue or something but yeah i remember really not caring for it <laughs> yeah i like some stuff fair. i like some stuff but i do think that i i had said this at the time i know we were recording podcasts at that time um I really feel like Woody Harrelson is in a really tough spot because he is himself in everything. And it just took me out of the star Wars kind of feel. Mm. Um, And I'm not even saying that to be mad at him. It's just, 
is just how it is. It's kind of like it's kind of how I feel about um, Hannibal Lecter, right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> Although yeah. that's he actually got better as far as Thor. Um, I felt like he was really good as Odin, but even that, he still acted like himself. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. There, there are some people. It's just really hard to put them in a character and have them embody a character because they are so uniquely them. I th- yeah, I think it's I think you hire there's certain actors you hire to be them. Like like if you put Tommy Lee Jones in a movie, you know what you're going to get, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I I think you know, yeah, you might be right. I I think they were trying to give him make him the the obviously he was the the solo um uh inspiration. I don't want to say father figure, but he was definitely the the mentor in some way. But but because we had just seen him in Hunger Games, that's what I was gonna say. We had just seen him fill that role. It just yeah. felt so samey. Yeah, it it you needed somebody else, mm-hmm. even if it was the same type. You maybe you needed yes. somebody else. I yeah. didn't have a problem though with him. I like I I was able to separate, and I think like I know Tony probably didn't have a problem with him because he's never seen the Hunger Games. You know, mm-hmm. he's never he doesn't really know Woody Harrelson, so he doesn't he didn't really follow his career. Like he's not a Cheers fan. Yeah. So. <laughs> You know, so it was like, you know, th- th- it was probably new. I promise to you, him. I didn't. I wasn't a cheer fan. <laughs> it's not like I'm following Woody Harrelson around because I'm such a big Cheers fan. <laughs> <laughs> I love Cheers. Well, it's so funny. I love Cheers and Frasier, uh, but um, I don't know how that happened. It just, mm-hmm. it just did. But it's, it's, yeah. But I, I could, I could definitely see because you, you know, it's funny. Is company there are plenty of people who love those shows. But it was funny. I never was a Woody Harrelson fan at first because the first movie he I liked him on Cheers, mm-hmm. but when I saw White Man Can't Jump, I was like, eh, I don't need. It. And then he yeah, did I didn't other care movies. About him in that. And then he did the one with Robert Redford, the Indecent Proposal. The proposed, I and hated that. He was that. such a schmuck in that. Yeah. And I was really young when I saw that, and I was just like, I don't, I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He seemed like an a hole in real life. Not that he is. I know nothing no, about him. No, I know. Him, it's just, but it's, it's just it's those a, characters he chose because it was all of you know being an actor. Yeah. And he was such a nice guy as Woody that then you saw him in that mm-hmm. character. So, so I like you know I I found I really liked him in Hunger Games. I was like, wow, mm-hmm. this, yeah. this is a really great character yeah, I really for liked him. him in that too. And so I think you know that he played kind of that same role, but with this edge to him um, because of what happens at the end. But but uh, uh, you know I could I could definitely see where where he can take you out of a movie, you know, because mm-hmm. it's not an actor you would expect to see in Star Wars. Um, uh, and I could so understand commercial. why people might say the same thing about Kumail Nanjiani, you know, because I, I, I almost get a similar vibe from him, but it didn't bother me in this yeah. instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was, yeah, I was fine with him too. Um, who said was someone else in? I, you know, I, but I thought I really liked Kira. I really liked what's her name, uh, Daenerys, in this movie. But I also, I really liked. Donald now Glover. that I've looked it up, I know it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Donald Glover was great as Lando. I was like, he was perfect. Mm-hmm. But then also, uh, um, Jude Law and this guy, always for some reason, I, I don't know why they get stuck in my mind as, as sometimes they mix them up, Vision. What's his, what's his, Paul Bettany. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Paul Bettany and J- Jude Law kind of seem similar. So I get, I, I throw, they get, I, I get can thrown see off. that. But uh, Paul Bettany that. as that character um, that he played in this uh, was so... I love I love these characters that are 
the bad guys who act like they're good guys. He's like, hey, are you all right? Are you you sure? You, you, you know, you didn't get hurt. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'd hate to have to kill you, but you sure you're okay, <laughs> right? You're okay. I, I love characters like that because they're so – it's not being – it's like a genuine caring they have at that moment, but at the same time, they really will kill you. You know, they really could care yeah. less about your life. So it's – so I, I like the way that was played, and even the last scene. I, I like there's a lot in Solo that I liked that I was happy with, but I, I it's unfortunate that we. I feel like if it had done well, you know, maybe it would have done better as a series than a movie. Um, mm. You know, that would have well, you know, given more time. What's funny is um, when we were looking at what was not detours, but. <laughs> the Underworld, whatever the show was that, oh, that yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. That, that story of, you know, how Han got the Millennium Falcon was originally pitched as one of the episodes for that. And then it just kind of developed into one of the things that they hung on to and yeah. became that movie. Same thing with Rogue One. So originally these things were pitched as shows, you yeah. know, as, as not even just the main over arc, but maybe just an episode or a few episodes. So, um, yeah, may- sometimes things do deserve the the full movie treatment, and sometimes things might. I, I agree. I think even the tone of that one might have worked better as a show. Yeah, yeah. Like I think you need to leave the movies to like the big stories, like mm-hmm. like the trilo- like the trilogies, and then like even Rogue, uh, Rogue One. I thought was a good movie, though. I, yeah, I, thought- I loved Rogue One. So that- Rogue One was I. Other than the Mandalorian, I really like that was truly felt like Star Wars. Yeah, although there's a supposedly a four hour cut of that too, so oh, maybe wow. maybe there was maybe that was a series. Uh, you know, well we'll see with Andor. You got to watch the trailer. Yeah. You see with yeah. But, um, oh, I can't believe I I missed it. I did. I, I don't want to go off topic, but I did get to see the Willow trailer, so I'm excited about that. Except everybody's yeah. so clean. Everybody's so clean in it, and that's something that. Um, Star Wars is good about lately is that not having everybody so clean because that's not the the lived in world that yeah. we all know, you know. <laughs> yeah. So what? So now is is um what's her name? Uh, Val Kilmer's ex wife. What what was her name in the Joanne movie? Whaley? Yeah, is she, I think she's in the show, right? Because it looks like she's in the trailer at one point. Oh, and, and then she. Yeah, she's. I mean, she looks older, but and then she made mention because I don't. I don't know if you know this, but if you saw that Val Kilmer documentary, but they've kind of. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, they're close again. They're close again, but she said mm-hmm. that Val Kilmer is going to be in the second season mm-hmm. of this of this series. You know, um, but uh, I think she's. I think she's in this Willow show, and I guess that that's their daughter. I'm. I'm only assuming, or that could be a Laura Dannon's daughter, or who even. Because it has to go back to Laura Dannon, right? Like, so she's not listed in the cast, but that does not mean that they might not do an appearance. Yeah, yeah. I thought I saw her in the trailer because she was in the back of of, uh, and I was like, oh, I didn't know she was in the series because that's what. Mm, I'll have to watch it again. And someone mentioned Joanna Wally during one of the panels, but mm. but I'm yeah. yeah. I mean, I w- obviously would not be surprised to see. Yeah. And it's great seeing some of those that like his friend. Uh, I met that guy, David, his friend, Will, uh, Willow's friend, David, I forget his name, Stein, David Steinberg. It's part of his, oh, I don't know. He, he was, his friend. He was the, the, the friend in the camp that he 
stays behind. Yeah. <clears throat> um, or he he's the one at first. Yeah. Um, he was in the trailer. He's got a mustache, oh. <laughs> which is funny because he's a little older. But I was like, oh, they even brought they even brought him back, you know, because he was. I, we got to see him at a convention, and then he I got his autograph afterwards. And Frank Marshall was there at that same convention. Um, but um, uh, yeah, I I I, I mean, I'm really curious to see how this show is going to pan out or what what it's going to. I have to rewatch the first movie because it's been. I know, and I didn't mean it, to steer so. off into Willow. <laughs> No, I mean, but it's part of you know, it's part of the same universe essentially. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's, <laughs> it does you know, it's Lucasfilm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so that that's all we had before before all the all of the stuff came out. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what? We should give a um, a quick mention to one of the shows that actually got put on the back burner, and I we don't know if it's going to happen anymore. And that was the. The Rebels? No, Rangers. The Rangers of the New Republic. Oh, yeah, yeah. The one that was going to be very much um, like a Cara Dune, Cara Dune uh, yeah. spinoff. And I mean, I don't know that she was going to be like the main character, but I think it really was going to heavily rely on her as part of the ensemble. Yeah, because it was so supposed now, to be. I mean, they really set that up in that episode yeah. that she was on that. She was this, and that's another Favreau and Filoni. You know, I mean, that's that's all together. Yeah, I thought I had read that that had been shelved. You know, it has because of everything that happened. Yeah, there's no um, no current (laughs) plans for it. So, I mean, we'll see. I wonder if that's the the spot that Skeleton Crew took. You know, maybe, maybe, and I, I do. Um, I just pulled up my little blurb here again. It said, um, Kathleen Kennedy said development had not reached a point where scripts were written. And she felt some of the ideas for the series would figure into future episodes of the next iteration of Mandalorian. So it's probably just not happening. They're probably taking the storylines that they wanted to make sure to get in there and, you know, filtering them into to other shows. And then I just, I just found this. It says Star Wars confirms future sequel trilogy era movie plans. And it says, Takai Watigi. Taika Watigi. Thank you. Star Wars movie could expand the sequel trilogy era of the galaxy far, far away in 2023. Mm. So he's still working on the trilogy well, part of it. What? This is just a nice, a nice time to be alive, isn't it? Because <laughs> yeah, just, I know. we're getting so much Star Wars. We're getting so much Marvel. We're getting so much really quality content. And even outside of those two you know, Disney now properties. Um, I really feel like we're the quality, the overall quality of film and TV is, is kind of in a nice little boom. Yeah. I'm not saying that everything that comes out is a winner, but I'm liking a lot more lately than I was for a while. It felt very dry for a oh, while. Hold, uh, hold on one second, Jackie. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. What's up, buddy? The food's ready. Oh, okay. I'll be, ready. I'll be right there. Okay. 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 Sorry. <laughs> oh no, that's okay. We've been talking a while. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and then I'll just end on this note. I guess there's two more movies that are. So there's his. There's uh, there was the one we just mentioned. Cause, uh, then we've got Kevin Feige is also has a Star Wars movie that he's developing. So mm-hmm. he's jumping over from Marvel into the Star Wars arena. And then we have Patty Jenkins' Road Squadron, which is still which is also being made too. So. 
so there is so even though there's a lot of announcements for the TV series, they are well, still working. Let me working. ask you this: Is the Patty Jenkins thing? Is she writing it, or is someone else writing it? Uh, let's see. That is a good question. Because we I, know I what know. happened last time. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> well, I think it was supposed to start filming. It was already supposed to have started filming, so I think mm-hmm. it had gone back to the drawing board. Uh, I'll tell you that now. That's okay. We can look that up at later, but I just am gonna be like, I'll I'll be keeping my eyes open for that. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll watch I, it either way. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I I think yeah I think that the reins will be pulled a little closer. Yeah, and honestly, maybe. I mean, I'm not saying that she shouldn't ever write anything ever again. Gosh, you do have to give people room to grow, but yeah, a little a little help can't hurt. Yeah, exactly. So well. On that note, we will uh, we will end this uh, podcast with all things Star Wars, which we just you know obviously we we've uh, we're big fans, so lots of lots to look forward to. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. So on that note, this has been Smash Cuts. Smash Cuts presents Star Wars. (laughs) Yay! Bye, everybody. Bye.